Hey guys, welcome back to the Young People Podcast, conversations with young people on passion, purpose and lifestyle. My name is Lockie and I'm your host and we are here for episode two of the Young People Podcast. Thank you so much for everyone who listened to episode one of the podcast with Libby Ingalls. If you haven't listened to that one, do so right now. It's available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, but you probably know that because you're probably listening to this one on one of those platforms right now. Episode two, I'm talking to a good mate of mine, Jacob Bourne, and in this episode, we get into uh, the world of fitness and health and talk about diet as well, and it's a topic that maybe young people generally don't tend to think about too much, Uh, but Jacob provides a really interesting insight um, in just to what we're eating and what we're putting into our bodies. So here it is. Enjoy. Welcome to the Young People Podcast, conversations with young people on passion, purpose, and lifestyle. My name is Lockie, and I am your host, and here with me today, we have Jacob Bourne. Yes, Jacob Bourne is here. How are you today? I'm great. That's I'm like superb today. Really I'm having good. having a really good day. Oh, well, that's fantastic. <laughs> Thanks for coming to the podcast, our second episode ever. And of course, the first question that we start off with, uh, I'm going to ask every guest this question, what did you have for breakfast? Um, well, I didn't have breakfast, not at the conventional time at least, uh, but yeah, my first meal was a big bowl of veggies today. Right. Yeah. And now, but b- before people that think, thinking you're just like sleeping in or being lazy, not having breakfast. No, no, no. There's a reason behind this. Mm. Yep. Let's, let's get straight into it. What's the, what, <laughs> why don't you have breakfast at the normal conventional time? Okay. So I don't eat my first meal until 1 p.m. Every day. Wow. So, and I finish eating at 9 p.m. So I have an eight-hour feeding window, and that's called intermittent fasting. Um, so basically what that is, it's just a, a tool that I use for rapid fat loss. And, uh, yeah, it's it's I've been doing it since about November, I'd say, last year. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah, what I've so- been doing. With this, how did this come about? Let's let's just dive straight into this whole fasting thing that you do. <laughs> so, how did this come about? Did you do some research on about it? How did you stumble across this? Um, I stumbled across it. Uh, a couple of the guys at the gym that I I go to that I train at said that they were doing it, mm. and they had been getting crazy results. And then I looked up uh, a couple of my, you know, favorite athletes, and they all seemed to be doing it as well. And I looked, you know pretty in-depth into it to see what was going on. And basically what happens is um, when you fast for a, a certain amount of time or you don't eat, basically your body uh, gets into a state of ketosis where you basically your body starts producing these things called ketones, which is the, the fat-burning element in the body. And, yeah, it's super easy, you know. It, it is now at least. And, yeah. That's it. That's how I got into it. Interesting. Yeah. There good. we go. What a way to open up the podcast. A little deep little talk on fasting. Um, all right. Let's just get to know Jacob Bourne. You live here on the Central Coast, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, how old are you? I'm 22 years old. 22 years mm. old. And what do you do at the moment? At the moment, I'm working two jobs. I'm working at Coles. And I'm working at Kathmandu. And I'm also training in MMA. Ah, nice. Mm. So, and MMA, this this is the gym where you... Yeah. This, it's a, it's it, So, it's fighting, isn't it? Yeah, fighting. Yeah. yeah. Mixed so, martial arts. What are some of the activities that you do there? Um, oh, a lot. So, you know, it's a mix between things like kickboxing or Thai kickboxing, Muay Thai, um, wrestling, jiu-jitsu, you know, it's, it's endless. Interesting. Endless. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And when did you start that up? Um, 
probably around February 2018, I'd say that's about right. So about... Just over a year now, Just about 18 months, I nice, guess. Nice, yeah. very good. Cool. And how often do you train there? Because you train a fair amount there, don't you? Mm, yeah, so when I'm feeling good and I've got the time, uh, I'll train four to five times a week. Mm. Yeah, I'll, I'll make my way up to the gym, do some classes up there. That's good. Yeah. That's really, really good. Now, let's get into your sort of what you were doing before. Because coming out of school, mm-hmm. let's, uh, let's let's go through your story a bit. So where did you go to school? So I went to school at Brisbane Water Secondary College nice. or Yamina or Wurwo High. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I came straight out of school, graduated in 2014, went straight into to uni. I studied at the Australian Institute of Music, nice. doing a Bachelor of Music, okay. uh, uh, majoring in composition and music production yep and that's what i did for a pretty long time whilst working as well so that's that's sort of my journey since school yeah so so graduating from a fairly standard uh high school Mm -hmm. um up here on the central coast and then is that nothing nothing (laughs) nothing fancy but um so going into studying music so that was a passion of yours at the time coming out of high school definitely yeah Yeah. as um a for the longest time, I've been a musician like yourself, you know. That's, I guess, how we met um, through music. Mm-hmm. Um, so, at the moment, I've sort of taken a bit of a hiatus on music, just pursuing other things at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was studying film composition at the Australian Institute of Music, or nice. AIM, yep. for future reference. Um, and I've done that, you know. I sort of dabbled in that. I mm. scored some films. I made a lot of friends there and mentors. Now I'm just moving on to other things. Yeah. So, so how long? How long did you? How long were you doing that course until you until you sort of stopped doing it? Okay. You so were there for a couple of years. Hey? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was going between part time and full time, um, pretty consistently. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I went. What year was it? 2015. So first year so out of school, straight, straight, school, into, straight, straight into AIM. Straight into there AIM. There you go, yeah. Um, to 2018, yeah. Okay, so a few yeah. years there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And just for the past year, just working in, working in retail. And, yeah, basically. And doing stuff. Yeah. yeah, cool. So let's talk. Let's get on to that music sort of uh, thing. So you were sort of doing film composition, mm. which is pretty cool. Film yeah. composition, that's, that's neat. Um, but sort of in the past year, sort of come, come away from that. And we'll sort of discuss that a little bit later in terms of um, – in terms of finding a passion, because that's, I think, one of the main things I want to talk, we address on the podcast, mm. young people finding their passion and stuff. Yeah. And it's a journey, you know? Definitely. It's not a straight path. No. It's not a straight path. So coming, how did you come to that t- decision after getting really invested into this course? Um, Australian Institute of Music in Sydney there, it's yeah. a pretty, would you say it's prestigious? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's very, very well known, and the yeah. courses are pretty in-depth, and the teachers there are all at the absolute top level. Yeah. So. I guess you could say it's a it was, bit it was, prestigious. It was, yeah, it was quality teaching, quality yeah. course. Yeah, that's, no, that's really, really good. Um, so you were doing that course and then coming out, explain to what the journey sort of was coming out of that, uh, lo- losing sort of that passion for music and then sort of discovering other things. So basically I, I started feeling, I took some time off. I, I went, I took a trimester. No, I took a whole year off. That's yep. right. Um was that 2018 or 2017? 2017. I took yep. that whole year off just to get my finances in, in order and take a bit of a break from studying, get my mind, my mental state back to where it needed to be. And then when I went back there, I I sort of discovered that I was living a very sedentary lifestyle. So I'd sit in the car on the way 
to the station. Then I'd sit on the train on the way to uni. Then I'd do a two or four hour lecture sitting yep. down and I'd do the same trip back. And then I'd be sitting down doing my assignments. And in between that, I didn't have a lot of money. So I was just buying really crap food. And I was just, you know, mm. living the worst possible, like physical life I could be living. And then I got to a point where I was like, why am I so depressed? It's like, well, look, look at what yeah. you, how you're dealing with yourself. So I, I stopped doing music because I just wasn't happy. And I thought I wasn't sure why I wasn't happy. And I thought, well, I just, you know, I must not be made for music or something. So I came out and I started doing other things. And uh, I've it's not that I've stopped doing music necessarily that's made me more happy. It's yep. the fact that I've started doing other things. Discovering other things. And yeah, yep. since then I thought maybe I will take a bit of a break from music because you know, it's always good to come back fresh with a fresh perspective yeah. after some time. So at the moment, you know, MMA is really taking up my my passion yeah. at the moment. So yeah. that's what I'm doing. Because that's what I was going to ask in, in terms of passion. So as of now, your passions would be MMA, any mm -hmm. other things? Of, what, like what, do you, what would you call your key passions? I guess uh, it's a bit, a bit of a big question. But yeah. I, I mean, just all, any hobbies or sort of stuff that you're into at the, at the moment. Yeah. I, I don't think you need to have that many passions. Oh, no, absolutely. Um, but yeah. I think what the passions that you do have, and everyone does have them, whether you, you know, you agree with me or not, I believe everyone has it, but... I think MMA would be my, my top level. Music still, you know, has uh, got a, a sacred place in my heart there. Uh, those are my two main things. Working at Kathmandu at the moment has really sparked an interest in travel at the moment. That's something I really want to start doing more of, you know. A lot of people take a gap year, right, when they come straight out of school. Yeah. That's a big option. Am I going to go into uni or am I going to go to work? I'm going to take a gap year. Who knows? And so I feel like that's what I need to do. I need to start traveling around, you know, seeing the country or the rest of the world. So those are my three big things at the moment. Um, MMA, music, and mm. travel. Yeah. So you said yeah before, of course, you're 22 years old, which is still fairly young. Is it? I, I, oh, I, I feel I like an so. old man. That's like the prime age for the Young People Podcast guests, <laughs> I, I, I guess. Um but it, it's sort of good. Let's let's really dive into that in terms of passions mm -hmm. and how being a young person, your passions can sort of take different paths. Yeah. So did you, I mean, did you feel like when, when you were doing that music course that that was what you were going to do? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. ever since high school, you know, I, I've always thought, okay, music's going to be, a, you know, my thing. It's uh, my, my niche or, or whatever, because I was always surrounded by musicians. I was always playing music. I always always had that passion for it. And it really became a sense of identity for me. You know, I was the music guy. Whenever anyone would meet me or I'd introduce myself, you know, what do you do? Oh, I do music. That's my thing. And I, honestly, I felt like it was as much a part of me as my arm or my leg is, you know? Yeah. It's, and once you take that away, it's like losing, you know, a big portion of yourself. And, uh, so I think definitely it yeah became a big part of I forget what your question was but <laughs> yeah just in terms of, yeah how yeah. how it was in your life yeah, um, yeah I guess when did it start when did that passion for music start too like how old uh, were you do you think when it sort of or was it towards the end of high school where you sort of got into it well I started like when I first got into it when I was around thirteen I guess I started playing guitar and then I, I joined a band shortly after that 
on by accident somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, some, the guitarist for one gig of my friend's band was sick, didn't show up. And I knew like three chords and I was like, I can play, I'm, I'm great. <laughs> and so I went up there and uh, made a fool of myself on, yeah. on stage. Yeah. But then I thought, you know, I hope that doesn't happen again. I better be prepared next time. So that's when my passion really started. I just became obsessed. Yeah. So and, you sort of started as a guitarist. Yeah. And just started in that sort of world. And then to film composition, mm-hmm. which is pretty neat. So were you sort of passionate about films at the same time and that music and film sort of came together yeah. and merged together? And you're like, oh, film composition, mm. sort of best of both worlds. Yeah. So my, my earliest memory of any sort of vocation would be when I was a young, young kid, uh, I always wanted to be an actor. I always saw things you know i saw movies and i thought man you know I'd, I'd love to to just be that and do that and inspire people and i was just always addicted to the arts as well and so i thought okay you know acting's going to be my thing and i did you know drama plays and stuff growing up and then as i got older i started getting more into music and i just thought you know i remember he watching the hobbit when it first came out and i noticed that music was pretty much constantly playing throughout the whole movie it was like basically the way i saw it it's like two hours or however long the movie is of visuals accompanied by two hours of music yeah i was like wow that's something that i'd really love to do but it was just so beyond me because i was just some measly guitarist (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. and uh this was an entire orchestrated score i thought well i can do that that's the thing and uh, i guess in a lot of film you don't sort of realize the score necessarily it's sort of just i guess that's maybe is that what is that what you say a good score is when you don't it's not really in your face yeah that's that's you sort know? of the general consensus because you just obviously want it to imp you want it to influence your emotions mm. sort of thing that's what any director will tell you yes if you were to talk to any director they would say yeah we don't want the music too in your face but then any musician's like well why not yeah, yeah so no, yeah, yeah it's it's hard but yeah that's sort of the general consensus yeah, no absolutely sweet so going through the australian institute of music and then coming out of that now uh 22 so still fairly young um going back to it's, you mentioned before about the, the fact that music is, is sort of always you know always a part of you um would you consider so it was a passion and it's sort of not necessarily as big of a passion now is it something that you would consider taking up again maybe in three five ten years time even later yeah. in your life oh maybe even earlier yep. than that to be honest um yeah i i definitely you know, I've taken a lot of time off from music at the moment and I think I just need to approach it in a different way, you know. It's like anything, you know. Uh, you you come in and out of passions and I think music, I mean, you would know we're both musicians but we're worlds apart in, in terms of what we do. Yeah. You know, I mean, you play a lot of live gigs and, and do all that and I was sort of a, a studio rat. I'd sit, you know, in my lonesome and compose and that mm. was my thing so i think maybe when i come back to music the best thing for me is to approach it in a completely different try different things way yeah different yeah. things yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. yeah that's sort of i think that's sort of an interesting uh thing to consider and especially for a lot of young people finding their passion and coming out of school into the big wide world and we all have interests like you're saying before we all, everyone has sort of like passions and stuff um and the big question is maybe which one do you go for for a career especially mm. when it's a creative thing like this so let's sort of maybe dwell on that just for a little bit because it is a create a creative t- 
topic. Creative in the whole creative industry. It's a little bit people consider it to be a little bit risky diving mm-hmm. into coming uh, doing as a career, right? Yeah. So especially for music, it's um, it's it's generally just known as sort of a you know a little bit of a when 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 you say you're doing music, some sometimes people give you you know a funny look, <laughs> yeah. which yeah. Uh, no, yeah, both you and I have been involved in the music uh, sort of world, yeah, and are sort of used to that. <laughs> uh, what what sort of what's sort of the best mindset to have when anything creative if whether it's music art acting you know uh filmmaking any s- thing like that i guess you just really have to have a really entrepreneurial spirit yeah what are some really some good tips that you that maybe you'd give to people in that in a sort of creative space and they want to take that into a career mm, for would me you, would you really encourage pushing that as a career oh absolutely yeah. man um i think the worst thing that you can do is follow trends and dogma, which is, uh, as Steve Jobs defined it, living the results of other people's thinking. And I think, I mean, if you look at my desk right here, I've literally got the word risk written on my desk. I'm looking at it right now. And so... And as, a, as like a reminder? As a reminder yeah. and, and as a motivator because, you know, if I wake up every day and there's not something that I'm taking a risk with, then I feel a bit of like a bit of a failure. You know, I'll... I'll because that's the only way anyone gets anything done. I mean, you look at mega successful companies or whatever it is, or musicians or art pieces, and there was always a certain level of risk to go there. So I feel like if you're afraid that maybe your uh, passions are a bit too risky or out of reach, then you're probably in the right mindset because you should be a little bit scared of your passions. That's it. Yeah, that's my my advice there. Yeah, because comfort zone is sort of a big thing mm. for people. And especially, I mean, uh, here in Australia, so obviously we're going through school and by the age of 18, we're graduating school. And school is sort of that comfort zone. Mm-hmm. It's that we're in that bubble. Yeah. It's it's five days a week. It's always the same sort of routine. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and get, you've done it for your whole life. Yeah, exactly. And it, and it's funny because it seems like such a big deal when you finish school. Like when people finish, they <laughs> just see it. It's... it's it's, they make it seem like it's such a big deal. Uh, but I was listening to another podcast just the other day and they were talking about how, um, um, I believe it was Matt Diavella's podcast. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a YouTube creator and has his own podcast called The Ground Up Show. Um, it's really good. You should check it out. Um, basically, he was saying that he was talking about how if, you, if you've got something really stressful coming up, you know, it could be an exam or something like that, um, a, a really important meeting. That seems like such a big thing at that period of time. Oh, but yeah. then you th- you, what you have to do is step back and think, what is this going to mean in 12 months time? Mm. You look at that one super important, uh, hectic period of time. For example, let's take, uh, yes, yeah, so here in Australia, we have the HSC exams. That's what they're called in, at the end of uh, high school there. Wh- those big exams, what are they going to mean in 12, you know, two, three years time? Mm-hmm. Um, there's different pathways. Yeah, you know, oh, I feel like yeah. a lot of a lot of young people sort of get caught up, especially growing being a teenager and growing up. You get caught up in those really intense, sure, those really intense times. Yeah, I uh, I definitely agree, and I think I read a study when I was doing the HSC. Actually, or it would have been around that sort of time. I mean, I was going through myself as most young people doing the HSC are uh, a lot of you know, mental health sort of thing, you know, struggling with, you know, time management and depression and relationships and you've got everything on you. And young people, you know, 
anyone that's you know around the sort of age of 18 or younger sort of have a, a psychological um problem with seeing past their present they can't they can imagine their future but they can't put it into motion they can't see past their current issues they can't say oh this is just a season this is just you know this will pass and at the time that breakup i mean this is like most people you know no matter what age you are but especially when you're young if it's a breakup or the hsc for example you think if i fail that my life is over. Yeah. When really, if you do fail the HSC or you do fail a relationship or anything, or even your passion to kicking you in the face and you're not achieving your own goals, at the end of the day, if you've failed everything, you know, you've still got air in your lungs and your heart's still pumping. So exactly. there's still time. You're, you're young, man. So there's always time to go. It's just another hurdle. Just another it's, hurdle. It's all about hurdles, and I guess that's what life is. And especially, I, I guess, especially from that period of time coming out of school, coming into your twenties, there's a lot of hurdles. Yeah, there's financial hurdles. Mm. You got to find a job. Um, you know, you got to find some place to a place to live. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to put food on the table for yourself mm-hmm. um, or others if you're yeah. really unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. No, no, that, that, that's right. So it can be a hectic time and, and, but that's sort of, a, I think a big thing for, for people to take away sort of you getting into sort of that mindset that something that seems super stressful and people get caught up about things that in 12 months time, it's not, you have to step back. What is this going to be in 12 months time? It's not going to be a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's sort of my mindset at the moment, especially mm. when stressful things come up. Yeah. Um, well, actually on a side note, mm. I, I had, I work with a young guy who was just going to the HSC and, uh, I think he said, and correct me if I'm wrong, that they're planning on getting rid of the HSC because, uh, or maybe it's ATARs because they're not, getting young people are stressing over them and you know a lot of people have ended their lives over that specific time period maybe not the hsc Mm. specifically but everything that's happening you know at that time in their lives it's stressful and so i think yeah they're not doing the hsc anymore absolutely and of course just to just a reminder if you're listening to this podcast outside of australia hsc are our end of year 12 exams at the end of school and now yeah the atar rank of course the atar Mm -hmm. rank is sort of this a ranking system yeah. between what is it uh one well, like one it goes it goes to 99.9 yeah. 9, 9, 9 or something yeah. like that um and yeah. it's like a ranking system yeah. um that we have here mine was extraordinarily low by the way mine mine was fairly low too yeah but that's the thing it's it's a funny sort of thing and i think i know what you're talking about about yeah. them abolishing these yeah. sort of things because is it a true reflection of your abilities mm-hmm. it's a I weird mean, sort of system what's that quote um if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree it'll live its whole life thinking it was stupid yeah yeah exactly fishes right fishes aren't made to climb trees don't Ex- test everyone by the same standard exactly right and that sort of goes back to what we we're talking about before about getting caught up about those uh, you know the, coming to the end of school and those exams and 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 trying to be successful into life um you know, there's there's other pathways. There's always other pathways when you come out. If 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 you if you struggle, if you if you do tend to not to, to do as well, that's not the end. Mm-hmm. That's not the end. There's more. There's more to come. Um, let's go ahead and move on to. I want to go back to, of course, right at the start of the episode, we delved into all uh, your diet and fasting and stuff. Well, we didn't quite dive into your diet, so you, okay. I want to talk about this. Yeah. What are the diets that you are currently doing? Because so, they're pretty cool. Yeah. Um, basically, what I try and do, I'm not as strict as I probably should be on it, but it's called the keto diet. 
And again, that was something that was brought to my attention by people and coaches that I train with. And then I looked up, you know, a lot more about it. And again, the athletes that I was looking at were doing things like this. And basically what the keto diet is, is I mentioned keto before, is in your body goes into a state of ketosis when you're fasting. Right. Because it releases ketones. Pretty sure it's your liver that produces these ketones which are the fat-burning element. Well, another thing that releases these ketones is eating a ketogenic diet, which is basically a high-fat, low-carb diet. That's a high-fat, low-carb. Yeah, you heard correct. <laughs> and um, what? You, you, you're eating yeah. fats? Yes, actually, I am. I, it sounds yeah, bad. It, it sounds, sounds bad. bad. But when you look at the science behind it, it makes a lot of sense. Right. Because yep. fat is, I mean everyone's got fat on their body. You can't live without it. Yeah. It's actually really important. Some people have more than others. And the the reason for that is because uh, fat is your body's, it should be your body's primary fuel source. But unfortunately, in you know this our Western society, we, we're consuming a lot of sugar and a lot of carbohydrates. And what carbohydrates do is... Your, your body reserves all these fats because they go, okay, well, I've got carbohydrates now, which are actually, you know, burning more efficiently. And therefore, all the fats that you're putting into your body, you know, this sugar is being converted into fat and you're eating carbohydrates on top of that. It's like, okay, now I've got an overabundance of fat that I don't need to burn because I've got all these carbohydrates. So when you reduce the carbohydrates and increase the fat intake, you basically, your body goes, oh, okay, so we're, we're doing fat again. That's what we're burning now. Okay, sweet. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's actually eating more fat nice. reduces your total body fat. Right. I know, so, it's yeah. a bit of a paradox. So the keto diet, Yes. Uh, how long has that been going for? I've been doing that around the same sort of time. Actually, probably longer than I've been doing intermittent fasting. Because right. I started just eating healthier and then... I was like, what? Carbohydrates? You can't eat those? Oh, okay. So I stopped eating bread and noodles and rice and all the good things. And uh, then, yeah, it sort of just happened quite naturally. Yeah. Yeah. So fast. So at the moment, you've sort of got a combination of fasting and the keto diet. Yeah, I know, right? The double whammy. The double whammy. The double whammy. Um, how how have you found that? Have you found having that sort of a diet and have, having this fasting thing? What is sort of the was it? Did you sort of struggle getting into it? What are sort of some of the impacts that you found mm-hmm. that it it has had on you physically? Yeah, I didn't struggle getting into it in terms of uh, I have to stop buying it or I was addicted to to certain kinds of food at all. That was easy to transition. The hard part was intermittent fasting because your body has what it's. Uh, known as a circadian rhythm, which we talked about earlier, I right. think. Like with sleep and... Yeah, it's, it, and it's, yeah. it's the same with sleep. It's also the same with um, food. Mm. So, I mean, you, everyone knows, everyone's messed up their sleep cycles, you know, in the past. You know, you stay up a couple of nights and then all of a sudden you can't get to sleep until 2 a.m. It's the same with your body. So I went from eating all the time. I, I got to the point where... I, I used to get so hungry with my training that I'd wake up in the middle of the night, like 1 or 2 a.m., and I'd go to the kitchen and start eating. Yeah. And it was insane. And so for me then to then say, okay, you're not going to eat until 1 p.m., 
that I a lot of people say, yeah, no, just ease yourself into it. And I, I didn't listen. I was like, no, that's for pussies. <laughs> <laughs> so I straight just in. jumped straight yeah. in. And I heard that people were saying, yeah, it'll take about two weeks for your body to adjust and stop being in agony. And it didn't. It took me about five or six weeks. <laughs> and uh, I was like, okay, well, this is just going to be me now because I was so, you know, sold on the idea. Mm. It's like, I don't care how much pain I'm in. I'm just going to do it. But now sometimes I'll get to one o'clock and I have to force myself to eat. I'll be like, oh, it's one o'clock already. Oh, it's time to eat. Sometimes really? I'll push it even further. You know, mm. I didn't have my first meal till like three o'clock the other day. And wow. yeah, so it, it gets easier. Wow. Yeah. I can't imagine that. And of course, obviously, because with working in uh, retail, mm-hmm. you've, you'd, you'd have early shifts and stuff like that occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it like not being able to eat till one o'clock, which is essentially lunchtime for everyone? Mm-hmm. How, how do you go with doing strenuous activity, yeah. physical activity throughout that morning? Okay. Well, well, this morning's a good example. Uh, yeah. This morning, I, I did well, not quite, but almost the 10K run. And I woke up at five o'clock and I did that. And I was so full of energy. It was ridiculous. And uh, the only thing I had, I sort of cheated a little bit. I had a black coffee um, just to keep myself, you know, sort of trudging along. And it was, you know, raining outside. So I was like, yeah, I'll have a, I'll have a coffee, which um, I guess technically did sort of break my fast early. Um, but, yeah, I'm full of energy. It just takes time for your body to adapt. And, you know, the reason I was full of energy is because I had all these fat reserves, probably from your party the other night, all these mushrooms. Yes, we did have mushrooms. Marsh- marsh- marshmallows. 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 We did have marshmallows at my party, <laughs> at my party the other night. No, yeah. no absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that, well, that's, that's, that's pretty neat. And so let's... About the diet and everything and fasting and all that sort of stuff, yeah. I guess that's that's something that maybe young people in particular sort mm-hmm. of forget about. Maybe not forget about, but don't really have an interest in. Yeah, because um, it's so easy, isn't it? Uh, Just to you know, I mean, you can, when you're young, you're starting to come into your own financial situation and you start buying your own food. You start eating what you want, mm. and it's like I had a friend of mine uh, tell me when he first moved out, he was like. I just realized I can eat bacon like whenever. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like, yeah, that makes sense. It's freedom. Uh, It's freedom. That's the the definition of freedom. Yeah. 24 hour bacon. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it's, you've got to really um, stay focused on, you don't have to do, you know, intermittent fasting and ketogenic diets or paleo or, you know, whatever. Just do what works for you. Just as long as it's healthy and yeah, oh, and every, sugar-free. Everyone's bodies are different. Yeah, everyone's bodies are different. So everyone's got to react differently to, to different sort of things. Exactly. And if you're worried about it, consult a doctor or a dietitian or a coach because they're usually pretty, you know, uh, educated on these sorts of things. So, yeah, that's that's what I'd say. Yeah. But just, just eat consciously. Yes, absolutely. Because what you are sort of touching on before is that in this day and age, it's so easy just to go down to McDonald's, mm-hmm. grab that $2 cheeseburger. Yeah. It's quick, it's easy, and it's generally fairly cheap. Yeah. And that's the dangerous trap that a lot of young people get caught up into. Especially with a busy lifestyle. I don't have time to, you know, that's cook or anything like that. Yeah. But, you know, there's always a cheeseburger waiting for me at you, D's. Yeah, because you sometimes do meal prepping as well. Yeah, yeah. So would you suggest that that sort of as a really good tip as sort of to get started on... Because obviously home-cooked meals are the way to go if you if you want to change your eating and your diet mm-hmm. and be a lot more healthier. Mm-hmm. 
uh, meal prepping, like at the start of the week, just for the rest of the week? Is yeah. that always a good idea? Yeah, for as many days as you can. You know, sometimes you can only cook for, you know, three days at a time because that's a lot of food. When you can, especially, oh, especially if you're training yep. and you're eating a lot more food than the average person, you know, three days worth of food, that's a lot. So you might need to stock up and, and cook a lot. But, you know, the way I see it is you're cooking, you're not cooking every day. You're cooking once for the next few days. And, you know, I think that's a lot better. And you're eating a lot better food and you're not having to really worry about it. So, yeah, that's what I do. What's, what are some of the sort of foods that you go for when meal prepping? Because mm. I've been thinking about meal prepping myself so personally. I, I like, I eat a lot of stir fried uh you know, sort of things. I've only had one meal today and I was eating it when we started doing this. Yeah. And it was just a big bowl of veggies with egg and uh, there was some duck in there. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. Okay. So I think anything like that, um, I, I cook a lot with coconut oils. So I think if you're meal prepping specifically, take veggies with your veggies uh, key. Oh, yeah. Um, I eat a lot of chicken. You don't have to. I mean, if you're vegan or vegetarian, obviously, that's not for you. So vegetables, uh, make sh- I eat a lot of nuts as well. Macadamia is a good high-fat source of protein. Avocado, another good source of um, high-fat and protein. Yep. So, so for your keto diet, though, like stuff like avocados and nuts, yeah, which are the healthier things. So sort of like the good fats, mm, I guess. The good fats. Um, they're sort of the ones that you like to go for. Are they sort of a key part of your keto diet? Yeah, sure. I eat a lot of them. Um, so whenever I can, high fat mm. yogurt as well. I um, I've learned recently not to eat too much yogurt. I've learned the hard way. I think. Oh. Yeah, okay. I, I can eat it every now and again, but if I have it like every day, then my stomach just doesn't like me at all and could that be a dairy thing yeah maybe over over consumption of dairy potentially potentially (laughs) so yeah i don't eat that as often anymore but yeah so that's what i like to do anyway that's what i think i'm going to try and get into meal prepping Mm. i think i'm going to try and do it um so uh, the whole idea of like chicken and stuff Mm. that's sort of what i'd go yeah i just like chuck it all in a wok that's if, just, you don't, if you don't have a wok, you yeah. can use anything. Stir fry it up. Yeah, stir fry yeah. it up. Just throw all the veggies in together. And, yeah. you know. And hey, you're saving a lot of money there. Yeah. Of course, for a lot of young people, it's a finance, finances mm-hmm. are an issue. Yeah. Find it fun. Growing up, you know, we're, we're, we spend money so easily, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I guess when you go into meal prepping, it saves you going going to to a Mexican store and buying that $14 burrito. Mm, as good as those burritos are. Which is, you know, as I say, it's a sometimes food, I yeah. guess. Yeah. It's like, you know. So. Yeah. I mean, I eat burritos every now and again. I'm not a Nazi on on my food. You know, I'll eat marshmallows if you're having a, a housewarming. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or um, yeah, or burritos every now and again. You know, especially with fasting, um, doing intermittent fasting, you can sort of eat. You can get away with eating a little bit worse. Yeah. If you feel so inclined. Yeah. With the with the intermittent, it, it, sorry, intermittent, st- intermittent. Yeah, we'll did go, I say that we'll right? Go with that. We'll, we'll go with good that. Enough. The fasting. Let's <laughs> yeah. just say the fasting. The fasting. Do you find that you eat so well, time restricted eating? Right. is Probably easier to say. Okay. Um, from so you're from one o'clock to nine, one p.m. to nine p.m. Yeah. Yep. Cool. So, do you find that you still eat what you would generally eat in a full day in like twenty four hours? Do you still eat the same amount of food that you do eat? I try. So it's to. like one is one p.m. breakfast. Yeah, but I wouldn't like have cereal. Right, so not your standard because, like you said before, you had like a bowl today. You just had yeah. like a bowl of veggies. Yeah, 
Yeah. To start so it's off the important day. for you know what I've been told at least it's how you choose to break your fast is really uh, key as well. A lot of people like to to break their fast with bone broth. I've never um, had that, um, or a big bowl of veggies, or sometimes you know a high fat yogurt with nuts and berries. Yeah, so that, that's and fruit is off limits in the keto. I should mention that oh. as well because yeah, a lot of people don't realize that they're like, okay, well it's um, it's organic, so it must be good for you. But fruits, uh, apart from berries, berries are sort of an exception there. They hold a high level of fructose, which sugar. is natural sugar. Yeah, yeah, and obviously your body needs um, you know, sugars, but you know through, you know. Other uh, other foods, it's fine. So you can get, yeah. you can survive without it. So yeah, mm. anyway, that was just a little side note. No, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's a good point because obviously, obviously, people would probably. I'll think eat a that, banana every now and then. I mean, yeah, I always start the day with like a throughout a whole day. A bath. I'll, I was I was gonna say banana, <laughs> and then I went on to a different sentence. I always have a few a few bananas each day. I guess they do they do have a lot of sugar, don't? So you sort of yeah. you sort of have to avoid them in the keto diet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, diets like we're seeing a lot of these days, vegetarian, vegan diets becoming a lot more prevalent. Yeah. In this in this day and age, have you ever considered going down that route, or are you too much of a meat lover? No. Um. I mean, I essentially eat almost a vegetarian diet at the moment because you get a lot of these fats um, from, you know, a lot of natural foods. You don't really get a lot of fat from from lean meats and whatnot. And I mean, you can get them from fatty meats, obviously. But yeah, so I almost am living a vegetarian lifestyle. If I have the option to choose a vegetarian sort of dish over anything else, I'll generally go for that. Uh, it's a lot more ethical. Mm. Um, it, you know, it's all about saving the planet. Um, yeah, so I think that's always a good option, you know, vegetarian or veganism. But when it comes to training as well, if you're an athlete, you need to get high sources of protein and eating lean meats is the best way to do that. And as many protein shakes as you might like, um, you don't want to be having too much protein either because your body just, you know, will only take what it needs. Right. So, yeah. Again, that goes back to everyone's bodies are different. Yeah, everyone's bodies are different. And you sort of got to find what works for you. This is what works for me. But I'm, I'm not yeah. saying you have to go this keto. No, this is If you're not going keto, you're failing <laughs> at life. This isn't the food laws. I guess it's no. just it's up to people to do the, to do their own research. Yeah. You know. But again, bringing it bringing it back to young people, mm. I guess not so not necessarily as um, knowledgeable on yeah. the topic. I'd know? just say my best advice is I wouldn't say you have to eat this or that or anything. I just say eat consciously. If you decide that you know eat burritos and Doritos and all things. O's. <laughs> I was going to say something there. Yeah, <laughs> and, um, right. and nachos. Um, you can eat those every day if you want, but right. be conscious about it. Yeah, it's your choice. It's it's so easy just to just to like crack open a pack of Doritos. Mm. You know. Oh man, Doritos are my relapse food. If right. You put Doritos in front of me, I'm gone. What's your go-to flavor? Um. Oh, I like them all. Just you know, the normal cheese flavor. What's the one well, with the red pack? There's, there's, there's two. Original? There's two. There's two. There's the nacho cheese. Yeah, I'd say nacho cheese. And then cheese my... supreme. Yeah, nacho cheese. I think nacho cheese is the red packet. Yeah. Cheese supreme is the yellow packet. Yeah. All right, nacho cheese. Nacho cheese. See, yeah, that's. <laughs> they taste exactly the same. 
You reckon? We'd have to do like a live test on the podcast. Ah, get, get I'd, I'd be down for that. We should have done that, but oh. ja- uh, Jacob would have relapsed into, into, <laughs> into, into eating Doritos. That would have been fat again. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I loved that insight into yeah. all the de- into all the diet stuff. Get Totally check it out if you're interested. Um, and like we said, everyone's bodies are, are different. So it's, it's about you, you should really, you know, I guess we're really encouraging you to sort of get out and ex- explore how your body works and maybe what foods uh, do mm-hmm. and do not work for you. I would agree. Indeed. Indeed. Awesome. Well, we've come towards the pointy end of the podcast. And of course, Many we sad. have something pretty neat. If you haven't heard of it, it's called the Young People Playlist. It's a playlist that is on Spotify. Yeah. You can go ahead and check it out now. Uh, perhaps you're listening to the podcast on Spotify right now. Search up the Young People Playlists. Each guest gets to add three songs of their choice to the playlist. Yeah. Um, and basically, it's going to be a big, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be just a big uh, amalgamation of random genres, I guess because it's going to be random. But yeah. that's, that's the beauty of it. Everyone's got different tastes in music. Absolutely. Especially coming from a musician, we want people yes. to listen to as much as they can. Absolutely. It's the most important thing. That's the thing. Um, but all those songs are going to be f- fed into there and you'll be able to see what the young people of the Young People <laughs> Podcast are listening to. Let's talk about the three songs that you have selected, right. Jacob Bourne. Okay. The first song, what is your first song for the Young People podcast? So my first song is uh, by an artist called Kimbra. Uh, she's come out with a new album recently. The song is called Top of the World featuring Snoop Dogg. That's great. It's a good song. My Yeah. I was just sorry. I was just going to say because she's got the original version. Yeah, right. She's got the original version, the Snoop Dogless version. Yeah, Snoop Dogless version. So basically, she uh, she uh, released the the song, and then Snoop Dogg contacted her, and she's just like some uh, low key indie artist. And he was like, "Yo, I I really dig this song. I want to rap on it." And she was like, "Mm, "Actually, uh, no, yes." So (laughs) (laughs) so um. Yeah, my second song is by a band, it's really close to my heart, called Radiohead. Uh, the song's called Burn the Witch. Um, it's just such a cool song. You know, that's definitely my taste. And my third song is by another similar artist to Kimbra. His name's Gautier. You might know him from his songs. Uh, what, well, somebody that I used to know. Yeah, that's which, his most yeah, popular song. With Kimbra. With, yeah, yeah, exactly, actually. Yeah. Um, so his song that I'm recommending is a song called Heart's a Mess. I think it's extremely underrated. It's a good song. It's a great song. Yeah. Mm. So those are my three picks for the playlist. Very so nice. Check them out. Yes. If you're listening to this podcast right now, you can go ahead and search up the Young People playlist into Spotify. The playlist is there um, on the account, and and all the songs will be heading into there. Three songs from each guest. Well, Jacob Bourne, thank you very much for coming into the Young People Podcast. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's our pleasure. Make sure you follow the Young People Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We're all over social media. Use the hashtag the Young People Podcast. Also hashtag TYPP for short. Because it's like an abbreviation. TYPP. So make sure you use those hashtags if you're sharing the podcast around on social media. Don't forget, you can listen to the Young People Podcast and all your favorite podcast listening platforms, including iTunes and Spotify. New episodes are out every Monday fortnight with a new guest each show. 
Again, Jacob, thank you very much for coming in. Ah, oh, thank you for having me. It was a, <laughs> it was a pleasure. Yes, absolutely. And perhaps we'll have, have you back uh, sometime in the oh, future. Please do. And catch up again. Yeah, anytime. Very good. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. We'll see you later.